Hello, hello. Hello, Matt? Yes. Hi, nice to hear you. Oh, nice to talk to you again. What's, how's my volume level on your side? I think it's pretty good. Okay. How about you? Oh, you sound great to me, but you're the one recording. Yeah, no, I think it's fine. Um, yeah, it's really nice to speak to you again as well. It's been a few months. Yep, yep. Lots has been going on on your end. And before we get into our conversation, I think I'll just take a second to introduce you and your recent work to listeners, and then I'll leave you the floor. Okay. So though I don't know much about your background prior to 2016, I know you were part of the Trump campaign. And then in 2017, you founded the organization Look Ahead America, which you lead to this day. And the goal of Look Ahead America, though you'll do a better job, I'm sure, in a second at, uh, at describing the work you do, is uh, of defending citizens' constitutional rights and promoting America First initiatives. And more specifically, your two main areas of focus are election integrity and, of course, justice for the January 6th defendants and political prisoners, which I think is what we're going to talk about most on this call. Yep. Uh, that's correct. Look at America is a community organizing organization. That is what we do. And community organizing is a field that the left has dominated for generations, a hundred years, you could say. And because the right has paid no attention to it, made no serious, uh, continuous effort to engage in community organizing, we see loss after loss at the local, state, and federal level. I think so many of the problems we see in our country at the root of them is the right's inability and refusal to engage in real grassroots community organizing. And that has been the project of Look Ahead America. Whether we're registering voters, whether we're fighting for election integrity at the local level, whether we're training activists, as we have all across the country, to become more involved in their communities where they live, fighting for America First causes. All the way up to standing up for the the individuals who've been politically persecuted for their participation in events on January 6th. In all these cases, the root of it is really community organizing. And in the course of leading the way in, in the United States on behalf of the January 6th political prisoners and those have, uh, that have suffered as a result of the state media narrative of what happened that day, uh, a lot of people have found themselves unemployable, including a lot of people who have never been charged with anything, who simply went to a rally on the ellipse that day, lost their jobs. And as, as you know, of course, many of the folks who were charged were severely fired, uh, and those that will be coming out of prison soon who have served their time will also face a double burden of trying to find gainful employment, of re-entering the workforce. The first is that now they have a record. Well, look, Overwhelming, most of them have uh, been convicted of nothing more than a single misdemeanor, misdemeanor trespassing. But in addition to that, they also have the stain of being a January 6th insurrectionist, a January 6th white nationalist, or a violent uh, individual uh, attempting to overthrow the government, a domestic terrorist. And they've got that on their back. And the problem is if, say, an employer offers them a job and the media finds out about it, well, you know what's going to happen some you know POS from uh, Vice or or one of those other far left magazines is going to call the employer and say hey we heard you hired somebody working for January 6 why do you support domestic terrorists and for the and by and large none of these employers have ever 
really talk to a, a reporter before, at least none in an adversarial way. And then you know they'll put a story out, and suddenly all their social media gets blown up by you know far left online activists. And the truth is that doesn't have a whole lot of traction in the real world. But if you're a business owner and you're suddenly getting blown up online, you've never dealt with that before. You, it tends to send you into a panic mode. And I think a lot of employers are unlikely to give these individuals a chance because they fear something like that potentially happening. And I, I know this firsthand because I've spoken to so many uh, individuals who have been tried by the Department of Justice or have otherwise lost their jobs uh, because of what happened, and in some cases because of their actions, but they're almost immediately fired from the job they're in. And if you think about that a moment is that they're facing the U.S. government with all the resources in the world, and in most cases, the, there are very few attorneys willing to take these cases, or they may be dependent on a a public defender who uh, may not have their best interests at heart or may have a very different worldview um, than these individuals do and who is, or even if they are in complete agreement and really good attorneys, well, they're still a public defender and they have very limited resources and time. Uh, so they're getting wiped out financially uh, in the midst of having lost their job. They've got all their regular expenses, mortgage, uh, cost of uh, raising a family. And then think about the strain that puts on their personal relationships. So a lot of individuals have, have financial problems put a tremendous strain on a marriage. So we know that this has contributed to people losing their, their families. And, and in a few cases, two cases, individuals have been driven to suicide. Again, in, in cases where they really didn't do anything more than walk into a public building at you know the wrong time with no warning that they were there at the wrong time. And I think the best way to help these people is to provide them a path towards gainful employment, especially after they've served their time. And uh, no one really seems to want to grab that. And uh, as disappointed as I am, well, that's fine. Uh, that's something that Look Ahead America is going to step in and, and provide. So we have a pretty large email list, and we let folks know if, if you're an employer and you want to give one of these individuals a chance, uh, let us know. And we're, we're creating a job bank where these political prisoners or these J6ers can let us know that, hey, yeah, I was my employment or my family's employment was negatively affected. Do you have anything available in our state? We're connecting them with with uh, job providers, with job creators who are who are courageous and, and can see through the, uh, the media BS about uh, what happened on that day. And we'll give these guys an opportunity. And look, um, the first person that look ahead America hired actually a year ago was somebody that had lost their job for participating in the rally at the ellipse on January 6th. Did not go anywhere near the Capitol. Don't go in. It was never charged, nothing like that. Still fired from their job. We were lucky enough to scoop him up, and he's now our, our research director, Ian Camacho. But there are many more people than we could ever afford to hire. So again, we're very happy that uh, we've had quite a lot of employers step forward, and I think we already connected our first uh, J6er to a job. Um, of course, we understand the importance of privacy, so we're not you know, going to publicize any employer that comes forward and, and wants to participate in the program. And we're certainly not going to publicize any J6er that gets a job because, you know, you know the type of, quote-unquote, activist journalists who are going to put a target on their back, uh, even though these are individuals who either didn't commit a crime or they did commit a crime and served their time. So in an age where... Uh, a Senate candidate in Pennsylvania can have two convicted murderers on his payroll. It's still hard for somebody who has misdemeanor trespass to get a job, but we're, we're doing our best to help with that. And the name of this program that you just launched a few days ago is called Jobs for January 6th. 
Yes, jobs for J6ers, and the URL where people can either offer employment or say they're seeking employment is at lookaheadamerica.org slash jobs for J6. Well, hopefully people that are listening will share this information for people who need it and more employers will sign up as well. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just getting started. And, um, you know, we're not charging any money for this. Uh, we're not raising money off of it either. But from our internal budget, we were able to allocate $20,000 to market this, both to employers and to J6ers. Um, we do have a very good database of everybody that's been uh, charged. Uh, we have that actually at lookaheadamerica.org slash J6. But, uh, so it's easier, we, we can reach out to them. There are support communities we can reach out to um, among those that have been uh, tried or suffered from this event. Uh, so making sure they're aware of it is, is something we're engaging, but we're also going to be marketing this to employers. So we're trying to figure out the best way to invest those funds. Uh, in terms of uh, being able to get their eyeballs and make them aware of it. We've got our own email list, but I think there are a lot of employers out there that would be willing to give these individuals a chance. We just need to make sure these op- they know that this, this is here and, and start getting them connected to them and potential new employees. You know, watching from the sidelines from over here in Europe, already it's so appalling and shocking looking at the state of America today and how you have all these institutions that have been turned inwards and weaponized against American citizens in this way. It's really like a banana republic, and I've talked about this on previous calls with Darren Beatty and Julie Kelly as well. But what is mind-blowing is that there are so few people like yourself that are actually raising awareness about the plight of these political prisoners. I mean, you're a handful. I mentioned Julie Kelly, you know, you have the Gateway Pundit, and you have a few people on uh, the right side of media who are not letting this go, uh, like yourself. And uh, it's so important that we don't leave these people behind because it's not just for their sake, but it's also for the future of America. All of this needs to be completely reversed. Yes, and when you have hardened criminals who have committed truly violent acts, everything up to rape and murder beyond, there is an entire apparatus uh, on the left, government-funded, geared towards helping these people regain uh, entry into the workplace. And many of the employers who hire these individuals, who give them a chance, they're, they're lauded, they're celebrating as heroes. However, since we've announced this program two days ago, so many left-wing media outlets did not hesitate to start trashing this program, which sort of leads me to what my conclusion is, what the left really wants everybody you know, all of these J6 anybody who's sympathetic to them, and actually, on you know, we're not a partisan group, but everybody um, that uh, supported, say, President Trump, they really just want to drive all these people to put a bullet in their head, and they've been successful with two individuals. So the best way to drive somebody to suicide is to take everything away from them, and and most importantly, a job the the means to support themselves. And I think that's why the left has been so eager to trash this program. They do not care about these people. Again, these are folks who either were never charged with anything or they were charged and they've been released from prison and they've served their time. And in any other case, these folks, again, would be encouraged. You would, newsrooms would have hiring programs for uh, former convicts. In fact, they're very loud about uh, trying to outlaw uh, employers from considering whether or not the person has a prior conviction in offering them a job. That's actually state law across the board in many places. 
Uh, and yet this certain type of ex-convict, a uh, certain type of individual who has served their time, uh, again, is not worthy of sympathy, is not worthy of help. Uh, and again, they, they really just want to drive these people to put bullets in their head. And they have been, in some means, successful so far. But look at America is doing everything we can to, to stop that and get these people, put an arm around these people, know that they're not, they're, they're not forgotten, they are loved, and that there are people willing to help them. Even though it's not as much help as I'd like to be able to give them, it's all we're able to do right now. But bless you for, for doing that already, uh, uh, Matt. And just to come back on this point of these, these people who, who are trashing the program and who have absolutely no mercy for people who have different political affiliations to them, they were the ones who were up in arms because of the treatment of actual terrorists in Guantanamo Bay. Um, who are now completely blind or are completely ignoring the egregious, absolutely inhumane treatment that January 6 political prisoners are being subjected to in the D.C. Gulag. We can go on uh, for an, an indefinite amount of time talking about the hypocrisy of the left. It's outrageous and, and it's obvious. And uh, it's, it's not just the media. It's, it's the government. It's the government media complex. It's uh, all of the elected officials on the left, and in fact, many on the right who've refused to speak out on behalf of these individuals, even though in, men, in all cases, uh, these are their constituents. So I, I, it's disappointing, but what are you going to do? We, uh, all we can do is, is what you're doing here by highlighting our program. What we can do is uh, try to connect as many of these people to employers who will give them a shot and, and just carry on. And, and talk about what is going on at the D.C. facility, which you've been doing with your rallies, you know, justice for J6 uh, on a regular basis, also at the D.C. Gulag itself. Well, we were the first people to actually go there. After uh, this all went down in January, and I knew something was not right in the way these people were, were being persecuted. Uh, we sent a letter to the Department of Justice and the FBI in January of 2021 asking that uh, all charges be dropped against uh, nonviolent individuals. Again, these are people who are just going to be charged with, ultimately, uh, trespass, misdemeanor trespass, nothing more than that. It's the vast majority of what these people have been convicted for. And, uh, of course, that was ignored, so then we held a protest outside the Department of Justice itself. I, we put a flatbed truck, we had a mic system set up, it was all permitted and you know, completely nonviolent and, and very orderly. Uh, but after that, we did an event at the, the D.C. prison, and I, it was very, it really lifted my heart to know that while we were out there singing songs that the, the prisoners could actually hear us, and in fact, to uh, prevent them from being able to hear us, the prison guards moved them to a different part of the building, uh, which is kind of petty and vindictive and outrageous. But we've heard so many stories about how... And, I don't want to say that the, it's just that these folks alone have been mistreated. I think the, that entire prison complex uh, is a stain on our country, the way everybody's treated there, uh, not just J6ers, but the general prison population. It's, uh, it, you would be better off being in prison in Guantanamo Bay. And, you know, if you read anything about Guantanamo Bay, it's actually kind of a nice place to spend some time if you have to be uh, incarcerated. But the, the prison, the facilities there, you've got folks refuse showers for you know indefinite periods of time. 
I refused uh, haircuts, any kind of treatment, uh, limited, and no communication with any any visitors whatsoever, uh, disgusting uh, disease-ridden conditions, and abuse from guards, just regular abuse from guards. And I know that there's still, there's probably, I think around 60, 50 to 60 individuals still being held there. Uh, and in fact, we still have one individual who has not been charged yet, but has been held in pre, what they call it, a pre-trial pre detention. detention. Yes, yeah. sorry. Pre-trial detention uh, for over a year now. No charges, just stuck in prison. Did you see uh, 34 political prisoners sent a letter to Merrick Garland asking that they be transferred to Guantanamo Bay because they would get better conditions? I remember when the media had a complete meltdown because of an, a false allegation that a guard had flushed a Koran down the toilet and demanding for scrutiny. You'd had Democrat members of Congress go down there to do regular inspections and make sure everyone was taken care of, Red Cross is in there, ACLU. ACLU will not touch J6. ACLU will not touch anybody involved with it, anybody whatsoever. And I, I, it's pretty revealing about them. But again, we can complain all day long about the left's hypocrisy. But the treatment of these individuals in the prison, you know, for many people on the right, maybe they really haven't considered um, so much prison conditions, but maybe now they will. And in theory, it would be a, a way to bridge disagreement with the, some on the left that maybe you know prison reform should happen, that there should be uh, uh, minimum standards, at least in federal penitentiaries and you know dc is under the aegis of the federal government and i think it should be under the same high standards as well uh for civil treatment of individuals while they are serving their time i mean this letter that these 34 defendants uh, sent to uh, mary garland is so damning there's a list of 69 points uh detailing the conditions and the treatment and the denial of medical care and visitors and some of the points you just mentioned a few seconds ago. And I'll just read the end of the letter where they say, quote, we hereby request to spend our precious and limited days should the government continue to insist on holding us captive unconstitutionally as pretrial detainees to be transferred and reside at Guantanamo Bay a detention facility that actually provides nutritional meals, routine sunlight exposure, top-notch medical care, is respectful of religious requirements, has centers for exercise slash entertainment for its detainees, despite the fact that those residents are malicious terrorists, real members of the Taliban, and few are United States citizens, instead of remaining trapped within the wretched confines of a cruel and unusual punishment of the D.C. jail. This was published a few days ago. The Gateway Pundit reported on it. Yeah, and I, I don't think anybody should hold their breath about Merrick Garland responding. I don't think anybody should hold their breath about this getting uh, evening news coverage on any major network or front page op-eds in the New York Times. It's really just on us. And it's something that if somebody wants to try to do something for these individuals, one thing you can do is take that letter to your member of Congress or a candidate who's running for Congress and demand on camera that they give a response to that. Absolutely. And this brings me to another initiative you set up, which was, if I remember correctly, the title uh, question or J the J6 question. That's correct. So we encourage individuals to approach 
candidates for federal office, Senate, and House, and ask them on camera what they're going to do about the January 6th political prisoners. And you know, regardless of what their answer is, their answer is their answer. And then get it back to us so we can publicize it, so we can start to hold some of some of these elected officials accountable. Just because the media isn't talking about this issue, and especially the mainstream media is not talking about this issue, doesn't mean that voters don't care about it. And I believe that a majority of voters, based on survey research, believe that these people are being treated as political prisoners. And that's something that these elected officials think they can ignore. But if they keep getting hit with this question and it's put right in front of them, they don't really have a choice but to to address it. They can't ignore it when they get it from their constituencies as, as easily they could from, say, look at America, some you know, D.C.-based, uh, quote-unquote, far-right organization. So it's important that constituents let their elected officials know that this is an issue they care about. They care about the persecution. They care about the treatment of these individuals in prison. And uh, they care enough to make sure that they have job opportunities coming out afterwards. I mean, would it be great if we could get a government grant specifically to help these people secure jobs? Because the government gives grants for all kinds of special cases of individuals, especially those who are coming out of prison or those who've uh, otherwise suffered from a, in a foreign land or uh, what we can consider DACA or any of these other programs. Uh, I think that these folks are, are worthy of assistance to get employment again. And again, I want to give the URL. It's jobs4j6. So that's jobs4, F-O-R, spelt out, J6, the number six. Jobs4, J number six. I'll put the link in the description box, uh, of course. Is there anything else uh, you'd like to share, Matt? I know you're pressed for time, but please plug in any other link or any other suggestion you have as to how we can raise awareness and help these uh, political prisoners and defendants. Well, we get involved with all kinds of good fights, trying to cause trouble. So I'd encourage you to volunteer for organization. Uh, look at america.org. Just click the volunteer link. You can also make a tax-deductible contribution to us. We welcome that as well. Um, we're powered by small-dollar donors. We're very grateful for all of them. So um, those are ways to get involved. But again, if you're an employer or you've been negatively affected in, in your employment as a result of January 6th, please Reach out to us. We'll try to help you. And, uh, again, the URL for that is lookatamerica.org slash jobs4j6. That's J-O-B-S-F-O-R-J, the number six. Wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, Matt, for speaking with me. Hey, it's a real pleasure to have this conversation with you, and I appreciate all you're doing uh, from across the ocean to help uh, so many uh, citizens of my country. Listen, uh, we're many of us across the world who are looking very closely and uh, who want America to prevail. So if there's anything else I can do, I, I think you're doing a wonderful job at Look Ahead America, and I hope I can come and meet you over there in person someday and, uh, and meet you on the ground. I, I look forward to that, or maybe I'll catch you in London someday. You have a great day. Thank you. You too, Matt. Speak soon. Mm -hmm.